Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sporting 160 EM podcast. We're on episode 137 today, and we've got a good one to get into. But first, let me introduce my co-host. First of all, we've got Chris. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Um, obviously, we're back on track in the league. Um, we've got some interesting topics, I guess, to talk about. It was, I would say it was a quiet week, like the last pod, but this one there's more... Uh, extraneous topics transfer window still open so yeah a lot to get into yeah definitely and we have also got my main man danny how you doing today man feeling good feeling great uh after watching uh the clown that is federic ferandes get a painting like a clown on portugal cnn um <laughs> you know my commander and leader my chief thank you chief <laughs> uh but yeah feeling great let's let's get into this uh another good one on our hands yeah, most definitely. And I'm your host, Sam. Feel free to follow us on Twitter on the graphic below. But let's get into those Twitter questions. We've got a few today, so I'll just get the tab up. Cool. And I'll start with uh, Nuno's question. I'll give this one to you, Chris. Um, what are your thoughts on the Nuno Santos suspension? Um, this opens up a crazy precedent if um, if it holds up and enforced brackets, which it looks like it will be. Uh, and then, you know, Basically, all, all versus sporting, really. What are your what are your thoughts, really? Yeah, I actually agree. I think it sets a pretty interesting precedent. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, you can look back to lots of events, like, in the past, like, and apply the same precedent, and there would be a lot more suspensions. He wasn't even given a red card. I guess maybe is it because he sprayed water, and it's different than just talking? I don't know. To me, it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of crazy um, to, to get hit with the ban without even being, you know, uh, penalized. Was he given a yellow? He's probably given a yellow. Yeah. Who, was, who on the bench was given the red though? Now I can't remember that. Vital, the goalie coach. Right. Who always gets a red, by the way, which is weird. <laughs> But yeah, the official report says that um, he threw water at the crowd and also grabbed his crotch, like grabbed his gesture. nuts, yeah, <laughs> towards the Vizela fans. Which I guess I could sort of see why it's sort of like unsportsmanship. But um... I feel like we've got a couple birds flipped, like in the in the past, obscene yeah. gestures. I don't know, man. I'm pro obscene gestures, so I, I can't <laughs> I can't support this this suspension. Yeah, the way I've seen it is if the crowd can dish it out, they can take it back as well. But um Danny, the do you have any other thoughts? At the end, there was some uh seemed like there was some conflict, some flares being thrown. There was some action, yeah. man. I didn't know the Bizella fans had the sauce like that. So <laughs> if go for them. Newly promoted, they still got that that fresh energy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh I mean I mean, I'm like Chris. I love a little shithousery, uh, you know, and, and Nunu Sanchez is uh, no stranger to shithousery, I guess, if you will. But uh, at the same time, he needs to control himself in these situations. I don't know what was being yelled at him or chatted at him, but at the end of the day, you're 2 nothing up against Vizela. Like, you're playing – you're not playing the greatest, but you're playing well enough to, to be commanding this lead, like – you know, kind of unnecessary to like spray water or like grab your nuts at them. But uh, <laughs> hey, at the same time, it is what it is. But it's just, uh, it's just, you know, 
as much as our president likes to say we are respected by the refereeing uh, officials now and all of that, um, it still shows that uh, we're still we we still do have special treatment because you know Andrea Almeida can can talk shit to the Porto fans and all of that stuff, but uh, Sporting can't do the same against little old Vizela. Um, but nonetheless, I think Nuno Santos should have controlled himself because now he's out the next game and we might we might miss him. If this was in the NBA, I feel like you'd also get like a one game suspension. But there's so many more games, like the games are so much less significant. One game out of the 32 that you have seems so heavy handed, you know? Yeah. And if it was the NBA, maybe uh, Nuno Santos can get a guy kicked off like LeBron did uh, a few weeks ago. So who knows? <laughs> uh, next story is on a big one that's been sort of circulating throughout um, Portuguese media. Um, apart from, so we've got, uh, I think, a jogger today and a baller yesterday saying that it's a cash plus uh, learning out another player and um, a player for, for sale. I think it was Bruno Gaspar apparently in Platter on loan. Um, Daniel, I'll give this one to you. Do you think um, we're giving up too much for just one guy? When, well, according to Nuno, has impressed lately. He's impressed me. But um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I think the only obscene, uh, the only obscene part about the Marcus Edwards deal is that again the fifty percent for like eight million or what it is. Plus Bruno Gaspar, I don't mind us losing. I mean, Plata, I think I'd, I'd, I'm willing to give up Plata for Marcus This Edwards. is something that should be always noted is, I don't know if Plata's a loan or a permanent, but either way, we only have 50% of Plata. So if Plata is a permanent, it's only 50%. Continue. Exactly, exactly. So, and then in that sense, are we giving up all 50%? I'm assuming so. But I also seen reports today that Plata's only going to Guimarães on loan. If this deal were to make is this just are they just fucking what is Valladolid? Are, did we, is this for the next year? Like are they just jacking him from Spain or what's going it on? It might be we might just recall. I don't know if he's been playing ever since the car accident. I think he has, though. Yeah. If I'm I not mistaken. So I could just be that they're recalling him from that and then sending him to Gimenech. Who knows? I always I also thought Valladolid had a bio clause on on Plata. Again, I could also be wrong on that, but that's what I initially read like, when he was first. In theory, some chance of being able to hit as Gimedes. What are they? What is his passive? It was like ten million, I think. That's yeah, that's what I believe it was well, too. Is so Gimedes gonna pay ten million? Is is that what you're valuing him as? How are you just throwing him into a transfer where you're already adding eight point five? It is crazy, actually. Yeah, when you think of it like that. Exactly. So, but I'm, again, if if it's on a loan, like maybe the only the only issue I have with that is the fifty percent. But my in the overall scheme of things, is Marcus Edwards is he a priority right now, right this very second? Maybe if we end up losing Chauvin, like that's somewhat being rumored. Maybe, but I'd rather a center back. I'd rather another striker. Um, but hey. That's just me. I think the only the only thing I've seen, I mean, Brunnvishpar. Like, I think that's just like, I don't know what that is. That's just including him, just to include him at this point. Like, I, he used to play there. I guess they just kind of like assume that they'll take him. I don't know. Would that be? I would probably be alone too. Yeah. No. 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 I think that's. I'm pretty sure we're just gifting him them like <laughs> to there. But like from what I like, I swear before Brunnvishpar was included, it was an eight million mark. And Bruno Gaspar is included now, and it's like 8.5. So I don't know what that means about Bruno Gaspar. Let's go, bro. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Get that market value up, brother. 
Yeah. I actually think, like, I mean, Jovan's kind of factored out of our heads because he hasn't played in a while, but, like, he did, in theory, return to being fully healthy this week and practiced. Mm-hmm. I saw, like, a rumor that he, like, could be sold. I mean, the Jovan could be sold, the Jovan could be renewed. Rumors have been, like we've talked about before, have been going on for, like, a year. Obviously, last January, I'm pretty sure, that's when they started. Yeah, so yeah, we're coming full full calendar year on those Jovan renewer sale rumors. Um, who knows if it's actually going to happen? I guess it has like a week to con- to be you know finalized if it's happening. We'll see, but it feels like his value is at best half of what it once was, mm-hmm. and it does feel like Edwards is an upgrade for sure, especially like presently. Like I, I mean. I don't know if that comment is going to get me killed or not, but I think no. He performs on a more consistent basis. Yeah, he also for sure. he also plays a lot more than Jovan does. He right? seems less injury prone, but definitely seems yeah. like somewhat injury prone. Not like not like the, not Iron Man, but also not Jovan because Jovan's kind of the peak constantly injured guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so and it's like at the same, and then at the, and then you think about like what you're paying, what you might cost. Um, what they actually think about Plata. Um, and then you think about like our lineup, the the PSP. Uh, I don't think, does anyone sit at the PSP? Or is he just kind of our utility man, first option off the bench? Um, is Tabata included? Um, I don't know. But at, as far as just like Edwards the player, um, yeah, I would certainly take him for the stretch run. Like, as like in the same spot as Jovan, it's like, yeah, but like the uh, I think the thing that's to be debated is the uh, is the value, and then if Plata is alone, like the chances that he's actually gonna be sold because that would, in theory, help finance a good chunk of it, but like I don't think Gimenez is in the business of paying what we at least claim. Like six months ago, what we thought his value was, you know. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I tweeted it the other day, and that I didn't see the sense in him coming right now, just because, like you said, Paulinho, Sarabia, pot, no one's getting dropped from them. And like it, like okay, if he wants to come sit on the bench and come off the bench, that's fine by me. But a player like Mark Edwards, who let's, let's he'll play next year, player. he'll play next year for sure. Sarabia won't be here, you know. Yeah, I mean, but would he take? Would he want six months on the bench? Is that something that he'd sign up for? Like, don't get me wrong, he could start. I reckon he could yeah, start, he'll start right some now. games. Yeah, yeah, but he could start right now for he gets in Benfica's team, I think, and Porto's team. And it's just like I know they them two aren't bidding for him, but he's like, well, I could come here and sit on the bench, or I could come and start straight away. But I, I, I guess if he wants to come, he wants to come and more stability. Can... He probably sees more stability. He definitely probably wants to work with. Benfica doesn't really have a coach. Um, obviously, yeah. Constantin is you, someone that seems like you'd want to work with him potentially. Andrew, but I'm only definitely so. I think yeah. it would obviously narrow it down to those two just based on that alone. You know. Yeah, the only other thing that Lata is good about the deal is just that he's an English player abroad, and they seem to, even if they have an absolute stinker of the season, some team will take a, a hit on him for like ten million, twelve million. But um. I'm sort of linking it to my next question. You see from Paul Rodriguez there. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have seen much from Fabio Cavallo. Be one of Fulham's best players this season, and also has six months left on his contract. 
Or uh, I'll rephrase the question and say, would you prefer anyone other than Mark Sibworth? Do you have someone in mind, Danny? He'd probably be the same price. <laughs> yeah, nobody else in mind. But let me tell you, I'd prefer this Fabio Carvalho kid over Marcus Edwards. Um, like you said, uh, six months end of his contract, I'm sure Fun will re-sign him, especially if they go up. Um, unless he goes to like a Wolves, I can also see that happening. I'm sure he has some sort of gesty foot in his uh, repertoire because I think he he comes from he comes from Befica's academy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Mark Silva as well. Mark Silva, of course, yeah. But uh, anyways, I think I'd ra I'd rather this Fabio kid because he's younger. He's doing it in the championship, uh, so maybe different, you know, sort of levels than than the Portuguese league, but it's still impressive on what he's doing. And let me tell you, ever like from what I've seen for the kid, he's he's a baller. So Matias uh, Pereira popped in the championship, and you know, we determined. I'm in the Premier was, League. Yeah, in the Premier. Did okay league, in the Premier League. Yeah, we determined he was a player. We determined he was definitely at our level. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so yeah, out of that question, definitely Fabio Carvalho. In terms of anybody else, again, a center back or a striker. That Navarro guy from from Gil Vicente. Definitely at this point, uh, loan out Tiago Tomas or keep Tiago Tomas and have three options because who knows if we'll ever have an injury crisis where two of our strikers are out. Definitely a possibility. The only reason I can see Marcus Edwards coming in or another winger coming in is again if we're thinking about later in the season, in the season when we have Man City, when we have you know you know games close to the title race. You know what happens if Sarabia gets injured? What happens if Pot gets injured? Maybe. Amurin is thinking about that, and he prefers a Marcus Edwards over a Tabata or a Jovan, because maybe Marcus Edwards is more dependable than Jovan, like we mentioned in terms of injuries. Who knows? But uh, again, I don't think it's my top priority. Yeah, Chris, anything to add on top of that? No, I mean, I feel like we 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 touched on Edwards. I mean, obviously, I don't, I mean Carvalho is probably a bit younger, and. Yeah, I feel like he's already on the English scene with a club that seems pretty sure to go up. Like, I feel like his path is is defined more, more so. It would take us committing more of a locuta, almost more than the eight point five or fifty percent, probably more of a locuta for that than uh, than Edwards. Honestly, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I see um, Abdullah's comment there, but I think we're gonna have a whole, whole little section on elections and. And Veranda's interview, especially, did some good, good quotes from there, and from good quotes from other parties, which we'll get into. But um, for now, I will stop sharing that screen, and we'll get into the Vizela game. Abdallah, well, I'll address that directly later because you bring up a good point, but unfortunately, <laughs> there's other things. Cool. So two 0 versus Vizela. Uh, lineup of Adan, Coates, Inacio, Matius Reis, uh, Nuno Santos, Daniel Braganza, Paulinho, Esgaio, Sarabia, Pedro Gonzalez, and Paulinho. Um, the goals coming from Braganza and uh, Pedro Gonzalez. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Uh, what were your overall uh, opinions on the game? Um, I was honestly kind of shitting my pants at first. Uh, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, Vizela looked, like, compact and organized defensively. And like lethal going forward on the counter. That thankfully that burnt out pretty quickly, like 10, 15 minutes. But for 10, 15 minutes, they were looking pretty dangerous. I think they probably had like three chances created from that, but only one like 
good one. And I, Adon made a, a decent save, you know, like a six, seven out of 10 save. Um, and that was probably honestly the best chance of the game. Um, we like, I feel like we responded pretty well. We, we dominated the game. We were, de- we were definitely aided much like the Santa Clara game. We were aided by bangers. Like, I feel like in this game was sort of the same thing. Like, this game could have easily dragged on a little bit longer than it did if we didn't have a couple bangers in the first half. Um, and then the second half, 2 nothing. after that. You know, it's, it was definitely, like, pretty cruise control-y. Um, but, you know, uh, I think that, personally, that the keeper could have done better on the Braganza's goal. Not to take anything away from him, his, his positioning, the ball movement leading up to that. I just I feel like Adan maybe saves that one. Gets a fingertip on it, at least. It's not, like, quite upper 90. It's, like towards the center more. I don't know. It's a good shot though. Um, he's, he, maybe he kind of caught him by surprise. So he was late for on like a, a second or something. Uh, the first goal by plot though is, is, is pretty good. Um, it seemed like there was like reports to Emily and let him sit the lesser game so that he wouldn't like feel pressure to score and like get back on the score sheet. Um, I guess he knew what he was doing because he got back on the score sheet this game. It was like nine games without a goal or something like that. So Obviously good for him to, like, see the ball hit the net, get back on track. It's a great finish. He, like, kind of flicked it to himself almost after, again, good combination play leading up to it. Um, we got a, we got, we got a rare to start. We got a Braganza great performance. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone was, was catastrophic. I thought everyone played pretty well. Um Honestly, like, this was a pretty chill game overall. Like, for, like, 30 minutes in the second half, it was just, like, pretty underwhelming. But I'll take that, you know, on the road, three points. Um, A team that, like, a team that in both games, I feel like, made us think about it for, like, 20 minutes. Um, But not much else than that. Back to, you know, back to winning ways in the league. Um, two straight wins since the Santa Clara loss now. Hopefully that's well behind us and we're on to just, you know, our big games coming forward in, you know, uh, like the next month or so, month and a half. Yeah. Um, Danny, what were your thoughts uh, overall in the game? Yeah, same with Chris. You know, opening minutes were a little shaky. I'm just realizing now this the, their keeper, Pedro Silva, uh, Sporting Academy goalkeeper hadn't I totally forgot that or I totally didn't re- uh, realize that when watching the game and of course Nuno Mare- um, uh, Moreira came in but uh, that I had already known but anyways uh, a, a good game from us as well um, I think we were a bit undeserving of taking the lead when we did but of course I mean I'm not complaining it, you know at the end of the day we 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 were justified winners. Um, Vizela did play well. I think they have easily um, one of the most underrated squads, I'd say, of the, of the league. They're, they're doing decent, at least. They have the drippiest manager of the league as well. Let me just say that that top half, that beard, amazing. Um, I'm quite shocked on this goal point ratings on, on Paulinho. Mind you, he missed a chance, a clear chance to make us 2 nothing up. But... Um, yeah, hockey but- assist, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was going to say, like, he had two, like, pre-assists at least. Yeah. The first goal didn't – it showed up because he started working really hard to get the ball back. 
I think Ishgayu was the one that, that like fucked it up on the right. Vizela didn't clear it out as well. And that's when Paulinho basically gets it to Sarabia, Sarabia to, to Pot. Um, and even on Bragança's goal, the pass just before uh, Nuno Santos passes it to Bragança was also uh, was also Paulinho. So 5.5, I think, is a little harsh. In MLS, Mind you, in MLS, that's considered an assist, though. In MLS, it is? Yeah, that's how... We, we count pre-assist? Loki, if you see someone's assist stats in MLS and you're like, yo, like Inflated, 12 man. goals, 26 that. assists, like my man went stupid. Like, it's honestly probably like 14 assists. Not to say that he's not balling still, but like... The assists get hella inflated. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if this was the MLS, Pauling would be probably at a seven point something then, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Take yeah. The five point, Let's go. The 5.5 is the only thing that's standing out here that's a little harsh. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought we played well. Stivj again, man. He came in and he was lights out. Is that a 5.0 on goal point or is that a 5.8? Oh, 5. That's a 5.8. Okay. And that's in 20 minutes also. Exactly. He also he had a beautiful pass, I believe it was to Sarabia. Um, After like a big run. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh amazing, amazing. The kid's the kid's good. Uh I can't wait to see uh, to see uh him really flourish. I think you know, we try to cash in. I, I love the guy, but we can we cash in on Poto as soon as possible because uh Stivs is is our next Nunu Minj, I think. Um other than that, I think Matilj Rey, I have to mention him again. Matilj Rey had a solid game. Uh even at center back, you know, with Nunu Santos suspension next next game, he's gonna be uh Rey is gonna be our left back, and I think we're gonna really see a, a great performance from him because I think that's where he really shines. Um other than that, man, nothing else to say. Sarabia, man. Has been playing. I'm not a big fan of Nunu Sunset left wing back. I must admit. I thought he's played well the last like two games. I thought he has two. Don't get me wrong. But Nunu Sunset's best, like the areas in which he shines, isn't necessarily at left wing. Like, for example, the Bragança goal, as a left wing back, I'm not complaining. Go forward, right? We have three at the back for a reason. But he's in the box on like the right side. Yeah. So he's not necessarily, (laughs) you know, like he he has areas to roam at. Which is great when we're attacking and we have possession. That's great when we're defending. That's when it, you know, is a little shaky. And I think Matheus Reis, albeit he's doing a decent job at center back, that's not his best position. I, I think we're we're better off with a netu there. But I mean, I, I'm not complaining because it gives us a, a kind of the versatility after to play with like a back four when we're attacking. But um, but I'm, I don't mind in a sense there. But it's not my favorite if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, I'm pretty pretty much you two hit the nail on the head with that. Um, Braganza, fantastic. I feel bad for him when he doesn't start, but he's also Matus Nunes. To pick between them two is 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 difficult, and even Polina. Um, I do hope we see more of Braganza. Um, we do know Matus uh, Nunes um, can can play play great as well, but I think sometimes it's just better to rotate them and swap them. Um, I thought I thought I agree with Chris. The last two games, Nunes Santos have been. I wouldn't say great, but I think he's done his job well, considering he's sort of a makeshift left back. Um, Pedro Gonzalez is great to get uh, get him back to scoring ways. Braganza's um, goal as well, even though it did take a deflection at first, I was like, man, what a sweet hit that was. Then you watch it back, and he takes a deflection. Mm-hmm. Still, still top corner, which is which is great. Um, 
I thought Izagai was okay, considering the last game he had was was awful. I, I think it was a, a, a sort of standard performance for him. I agree with what you're saying about Paulinho as well, Danny, that a 5.5 doesn't do justice. He he was great at creating space and, and creating chances, as we said, the pre-assist. I think that was one of Paulinho's better games where he doesn't score. Um, but again, it's something that we definitely lack the sort of striker's pre- presence in, in, goal, in front of goal. Um, like you said, we were sort of saved by bangers and and it, it sort of, it's like a recurring theme, really. Just, you know, let Pot shoot or let Sarabia shoot and it, and it goes in. But um, I think it was a solid performance all round. Um, Nuno Santos, uh, the sort of brawl at the end, was caught me very off guard and sort of soured the game a bit, I thought, as well. Um, I was watching it on BT Sport and the commentator was like, oh, something you don't see every day or like and he kept saying like it ruined the game, which I sort of agree. And from an outsider's perspective, it did look stupid. I did thought I'd see the guy grab Nuno Santos by the neck and I thought surely VAR would intervene, but clearly not. They just sent off the goalkeeper coach for some reason. But um, I feel like they just have to send one of our coaching staff off. doesn't matter who it is. It's just sort of a, a random roulette. They just choose one. One day it's Farah, one day it's, it's Amarim. Uh, but I don't know. I am... Um, who who was your would you all give Braganza man of the match or would you give it to anyone else, Chris? Uh, honestly, it's tough. Uh, it's for me, it's either Sarabia or Pot. I feel like they're both consistently like so dangerous. Just like show Sarabia, the like he got off to a slow start the first like month or so, but like, and I got some shit for putting him in my crack like line of my ranking chart but like it's clear that he's a fucking crack and i definitely am uh hypocritical because for some people it's like oh he's only been here for x amount of time it's not long enough to know for sure or to earn it for sure it's like he's like brian Ruiz, man he's here for six months and it's like okay we know what we have here it's pretty simple even if he's here for a season uh yeah um he's really been playing well and you know also, like, that's coincided with, like, stats, too. You know, Gs and As as well. So, the numbers show it, too. Yeah, definitely. On that tier list, it might be something we might be doing in the future. So, if you do, you guys want that, feel free to let us know. Um, Danny, who do you think your man match was for this game? Yeah, Christian stole it from me. I was going to also give it to Sarabia because uh, I think he only had one assist, but he, he was, like, looking for, like, a hat-trick of assists this game. He kept on constantly laying it off to people uh perfectly too um big fan of Sadabi as well um I, yeah i'm also gonna give it to him as well because i don't think he gets enough love from us um he's a crack and i and I, I agree with you chris and i'm hoping that he stays somehow next season 7.5 million a year uh salary before taxes maybe he'll maybe he'll decrease it <laughs> maybe he'll half. realize how much he loves even having the lot I think he's got too much market, brother. Someone's going to pay him that. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, though. He is, I think, if he's not 28, he's 29. Maybe he's about to hit his 30s. There's, you know, football's been weird recently where people look at 30-year-olds and 29-year-olds as senior citizens. So maybe not. But, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I Probably Sevilla's coming in for him. Lopetegui loves yeah. a fucking Portuguese league player, you know? Yeah, or like any any of like the top like six in Spain, I feel like are very yeah. reasonable bets. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't see him staying, but I mean, some strange transfers have happened recently. Like, even I don't think anyone thought Julian Weigel was going to come to Benfica at one point. True, sort of like a like a one out of far fetched. There was Cavani, which obviously didn't happen, but like was definitely close at a point. I think he's not even. I don't even think he's expiring, Sarabia. So it's like. You could just let's say they sell Neymar or something. It's like you could just be reintegrated to PSG. I think the next season is his last con, like his the last so year on his also, contract. Also, so we like, have to pay a transfer fee. It's like what's his transfer fee? Thirty yeah. mil, thirty mil plus a salary. Then it's like I don't think just, thirty. I'm going off. I'm I'm also going off football manager because on my football manager stage, I've had, I've had two now. No, no less. I've had two now, and he signed with Benfica less? twice. Like eighteen, like 14? like seven point five, I think most because he's no. on the, again. He's on the last year of his contract. No, who knows? I, I think that's a reasonable amount for the last year of his contract. Maybe to a club to a when club you see that how aren't going to press anything because they have money. Exactly. In, in January, I would have to be. I feel like January of the the last January. Not yet. Not this summer yet. I feel like they can still get, especially if they get like a Duboron in the in the in the like a bidding war, like Real Madrid um, or Barcelona, who somehow just like they're not going after Sarabia. I don't think they go after Sarabia. Like I said, people look at thirty-year-olds or twenty-nine-year-olds as senior citizens. That's why I don't think they would. But the underneath the even maybe Atleti, Atleti, Sevilla, uh, Betis. Who else is up there? Valencia. They're not up there this season, but they're still like you know. They have George Mensch behind them, so who knows? Yeah, I'd see them going in for them, and and again, tried I don't see them. Maybe ten million, fifteen, maybe. Bruno, or George Mensch tried to loan Bruno Fernandes to Valencia to go to um, Barcelona. Or sign sign him for Barcelona on a permanent, and then loan to Valencia for the first yeah. six months. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Love those leaks. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, very good segue. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'll sort of give this one to you because I know you have your opinions on it. I'm just going to get my screen up quickly just to see one quote that interested me in particular um, of, of Randis's interview, which was like, I made a, a comment. It was like the LeBron's decision where he was trying to be like, make it all this big, big, like, did you, reveal. did you see the big moment? Like not no. like within the interview. No. It's mo- like, it's the most typical Veranda's like, the moment where he's like, "Will you be running again?" Oh yeah, and that was like the most pathetic. Stammers thing out the answer like and pauses and does like a weird ah sound like four times. It was it was so underwhelming, bro. It's like, dude, you've been you've been teeing this moment up for like three weeks and you stumble through your answer. Haven't you memorized it? Haven't you say yourself in the mirror for like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just typical for this. Yeah, this one quote in particular, just of Bruno Capello, we've not really heard Veranda speak on his name uh, a lot. True, really. yeah, it, it was shocking in that sense for sure because he never, he just either pretends like he doesn't exist or like, yeah, he, he just he doesn't acknowledge him. Even if he's acknowledging him by like doing politics, like oh we're trying to get rid of this player, oh we're not going to wish this player happy birthday, etc. Like he's not publicly acknowledging him, you know. Yeah, and like two things about this. The picture I chose just makes me laugh just because it looks like Bruno's staring <laughs> down and like Randa's done something wrong. That's my first point. But second point, whether it was a sincere comment or not, I think maybe a step in the right direction of, of him sort of trying to be a man of the people. I don't know what you guys' thoughts were because I saw a lot of people dragging him for it. 
Well, I think it's just like it's, it's simple. Like he didn't have to say anything, but I feel like he's not. Do you think not he's one being? Do you think he's being serious though, or do you think he's uh, concerned trolling? I, I'd like to think serious. Like I, I don't know the guy personally or well enough to to say, but I mean, hopefully it's sincere and like. Like I said, here's the other thing. I feel like what percent of the Big Brother videos that are shared of Bruno Carvalho are making fun of him? Because I don't even necessarily agree with the premise here. Because I feel like 85% of them are not making fun of him. Maybe maybe the first like week he was on the first episode, it was like 50-50, maybe. But since then. It's like a ninety percent positive. I feel like. Let me just People, say they're either they're either sharing. Sorry, they're either no, no. sharing his 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 story at Sporting, which he's. It's not news. Like everything he's been saying at Big Brother has been news. Um, like he's he said in the past, I should say, right? So it's either that, like he's telling his side of the story, which is I think why Verenda's just saying. Please don't, you know, share these videos because now you're getting a second light. Maybe he's worried about a different story coming out. Who knows? But there has been some sort of new things mentioned. Like, I think it was today or yesterday, Burun Caravaggio said that he was offered a job, like, moments after he was dismissed from Spartan, blah, 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 blah. And the only meme that I think I've seen from Burun Caravaggio, like, like you said, after that first day, was, like, yesterday or the day before when he's out here macking on these chicks <laughs> on Big Brother, bro. Let my guy live. My guy's get, my guy's a player, bro. There's a reason he ha- he's had, like, three marriages, my guys. Dude, he... He's just out here. Spitting game on national TV. Far, if, you're, if, you're, if your veranda is just generally speaking... It's definitely not in your best interests to see him rise in popularity, rise in relevance. It's definitely better for him to be destroyed and just like in shambles, in the ashes, just out of sight, out of mind. I don't have to deal with them. People aren't thinking about him. The fact that he's just like in the sh- relevant, you know, people talking about him. He's on the timeline. People seeing him, like reminding him of the past. Like it's definitely not. I feel like it's not in his in his best interest. I, I also think it's also at the end of the day, it's Big Brother. And Verendish, I think... He's also definitely looking jealous. Like, dude, he has he has no stands, I feel like. He has, <laughs> like, there's not enough personality to latch on to. Like, there's just... He's just kind of like a... Have you seen them? They're all in our comments <laughs> whenever we tweet about him. They're always in our comments, is, is Verenda stands. <laughs> are they Verenda stands or are they just, like, defenders of, like... Or they just see him as representative of the sport thing that they're trying to defend, maybe? There's this one guy who I follow, proxy. and whatever like negative thing about around us or about sporting comes up, he's straight away just replying to people like... Um, I don't There's know if definitely, a he definitely has a, an army of bots, for sure. But like, there are definitely real people, too, that... Um, yeah, I mean, people are fans of whoever, you know? Um, but, like... I don't think he has as many fans. Even when Bruno was the president, he he had you know more fans. You know, not just now in his like just celebrity life. You know. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I was gonna say, uh, like, this was an easy opportunity for Verandas to kind of kill Bruno Carvalho. I think if Verandas is better with his words, it, instead of like just saying like, "Oh, please don't share these videos," like it doesn't look good on Spartan because he's always he'll always be a former president. Because, like, let's be real, who outside of in Portugal knows about, 
you know, a former sporting president on 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 Big Brother. We and can easily say the same thing about Gervel, right? But you could easily kill them. Comment, random petty comment. Didn't they like right when they first got elected, there was like a campaign to just like pretend like he didn't exist. Like the Bruno exactly. value six years or whatever just did not exist. The picture's gone. Like we're trying to pawn off any memory of him via like uh, you know, our art for players. Like it, it's it's really, really I that's why I think that this comment is so weird because like yeah. he hasn't talked about it for, for like so long and then, and then this is when he chimes in. I don't know. I also don't really necessarily know the context of like what they were even talking about for this so, part. Let me tell I was just, also let me tell you, it wasn't a direct question about him being on Big Brother. Like Verenda sort of brought it up himself, where they were talking I can't remember the exact subject they were talking about. I think they were more so talking about like his herensa. It, it wasn't, he ne- didn't necessarily say an herensa pesada or anything like that, but there was more so that. And then that's when Verandaj himself brought up. There's a lot of, that's been mentioned with, you know, a former president on, on Big Brother. I have nothing to do with people's personal lives, blah, 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 blah. So Verandaj kind of brought this up himself. So for him to yeah. bring it up himself, you would think that there was at least something, like if you're going to mention it, I would think at least like you're maybe worried about it or you, or just simply you want to kill him off in general. Yeah. You do a way better way than just saying like I mean Loki kind of I thought they did to be honest, but he really did just kind of resurface first as a meme and now as like a serious like celeb if you will, you know. Yeah. Started with the think- DJ thing. It's like LOL, look he's back DJing. It's like all right, well now I guess he's like that's his thing or whatever. That's cool. Like, all right, like maybe he's like he's making some good videos or whatever, and now he's like on this thing, which totally like legitimizes him. You know, I'm 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 very curious to see if like the general public in Portugal have a different perception of him now. Not sure. It's not like it's not. I like, doubt it. I think most people will be. I don't know, man. I feel like he definitely is. He's made inroads in places that I think probably don't matter. Like middle-aged who middle-aged women who don't care about sports who are just watching the shit like they might just like like him now but like does that benefit his like constituency you know any for return or anything no you know no that it just means he has like more fans like amongst the general population but like as far as sporting people maybe 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 some of those people were just kind of like blind media people who like Obviously, like, all the fact checks are out there. Like, obviously, like, you can see that, like, the court never charged him with terrorism or anything. And, like, he was, like, you know, um, I'm losing the word. When you're acquitted of all charges, you know, like, you can go and see that for yourself. Um, But I just feel like for so many people, it was so outside out of mind. He just, like, didn't exist. You know, he was just gone. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad that he's, like, easing back in, uh, at least. It's clearly what he wants. He's a man for the spotlight. He's a man for the people. He can't. You can't kill him, bro. They literally, like, he successfully su- su- uh, survived. I think it's safe to say he successfully survived a, uh, like a character assassination attempt. A very solid one at that. Yeah, definitely. Really quick, guys. I know we mentioned the Verandas bot. I think one is here. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Sam. It was literally just a, another segue to because I know that was just one quote of the many, um, but this is one I wanted to share. Uh, Nuno Sosa, who's announced he's running against uh, Verandas, has come out to criticize, basically just saying 
there was a conversation like there were no important questions such as financials debts um television rights um uefa warnings and even um things about um interesting capital uh criticism or your side of things so what were your no i'm no i mean honestly like this also like, what is that he, mascot that that's, dude, that would give me nightmares <laughs> he, he, he uh <laughs> He's he was with, that alone. He, he was with he was with the mascot again because he was uh, in Vizela this past weekend, and he was with that mascot again. So here's where I'll here's where I will defend him, and here's where I will shit on him. It is clearly, at, from what I can tell, it is female. I do not know what gender Jubas is, but I'm assuming he is male. Also, I don't know if both of them or one of them is non-binary, non-binary potentially. Jubas, are, are, they, like Jubas, are they related? Are they married? Or I, so this is either I feel like if Jubas is either male or non-binary, I feel like this is either female or non-binary. So it's not Jubas. Basically, what I'm saying is it's not a fake Jubas. It is just a different lion that looks weird. We get down to the I, important I not information on this podcast. <laughs> I will not defend how it looks because it looks weird, but it's not like he got the wish Jubas. He got like Jubina, you know? His, like, Jubina. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I have to say about the match. Right, let me just let me just quickly I don't think Portugal's woke enough for non-binary just yet, <laughs> Especially okay. not fucking middle-aged 40-year-old or 50-year-old Portuguese men. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel like Jubas is male, and I feel like Nuno Souza is female. So they're not yeah. the same. It's just, oh, maybe it's just like his weird cousin. I don't know what it is, but it's not Jubas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but basically what he says here in this quote, like, I feel like he does a really good job, at least, of like just in, in like one paragraph summarizing just like I feel like what are the point? some of the most important pressing issues for the club and it's not a coincidence that these things are like never discussed in any serious way um especially not by like the president he first off he rarely does interviews like this um and in a big you know <laughs> announcement sorry that, that comment is, is crap <laughs> i do apologize <laughs> that is funny um yeah i feel like um what you would call it. I lost what I was saying. Now that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a softball interview with the guy from CNN. His first interview with them. I get to make the big announcement on your channel. You get to have this big thing. You get to advertise for it. Um, yeah, they're not going to be asking. They're not going to be grilling him with tough questions. It's supposed to be, you know, for him to, you know, campaign a little bit. Uh so, yeah, I hope these things are discussed in a serious way. Um, hopefully there's a debate. Um, I don't think that one debate where they talk about it is enough. Um, but it's better than never talking about it, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I feel like those are the some of the more pressing issues to the club that I don't really expect to be addressed in like a primetime CNN interview where it's a softball for him to announce his candidacy, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so elections, are, is it March 5th? Is that right? Mm, yeah, March 3rd, maybe. Beginning of March for sure. So it leaves us with a little under two months. And Your like... list, the list have to be finalized by February 3rd, I think. 
Oh, okay, cool. Um, as of right now, only two candidates for Anderson Nunesosa. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, they keep saying Ricardo Oliveira. He's got ten days to get his signatures. I no seen no movement. I've seen no talk of any movement. I just see him thrown in. I'm not sure if it's like a slight by like the major newspapers to try to like delegitimize Nunesosa. It's like, oh yeah, and these guys. But it's like obviously one's a formal candidate and one is like a rumor. Like Nunesosa is clearly a formal candidate. Like he has a whole thing. He's been getting his final signatures to you know finalize this thing. Like. I don't think he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as someone who's just still a rumor like 12 days out, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be a, a one-on-one, Verandes versus Nuno Souza. Yeah. Um, Danny, we, did you have any more thoughts on the Verandes interview at all? No. Uh, same old, you know, everything was mentioned. Softball questions. At least he didn't stutter a lot this time. I appreciate him on that. He's maybe getting his his words right. There's been a lot. It was just a lot of um, a lot of like, you know, he he kind of disregards the last the first like three years of his mandate and just talks about Ruben Amuring, us being champions and how his job's not done because now he wants to have us as consistent champions. Blah blah blah. Like that was the biggest takeaway from that, right? Mm-hmm. But. It, it's it's like 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 everybody said here. There, there's not enough questions on like, you know, David Wang. There's not a lot not enough questions on like the 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 rise, the suit, the stupid rise in debt that came uh, since his mandate has come. Um, hopefully, we'll get more of that in the debate. Hopefully, if there is a debate, of course, because who knows now how Sporting TV is run in terms of these things. You know, Nuno Souza. I don't think he even stands a chance, especially not beside a. A lioness like that um but um <laughs> yeah maybe hopefully if there's a debate at least he can press verendez with these questions that you know can at least get some people thinking but unfortunately there's no way uh there's no way verendez loses there that. is one way there is one way and it, it. it's it's a segue because i told abdallah i was gonna get back to what his question or his comment was where he said he was gonna hire that. he was gonna hire a private investigator to to gather dirt on verandas um while that may be an admirable uh effort um and i'm sure there is dirt to be dug out there and i'm sure there's dirt in the uh audio records of i mean we've already had some of them I'm sure it's just a coincidence that the few that we've had uh, don't mean anything or actually show them in a favorable light. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. But yeah, here's the problem, Abdallah. Even if you were to get a private investigator who dug up some crazy dirt, like a crazy conspiracy money laundering scheme through Seychelles with every single top agent, they just wouldn't, the, the media would just ignore the story. They just would never print it. Um, the, the, it, that's just like how it, it works in Portugal right now. And here's the thing, like we are two months out or a month and a half out. Like if major bombshells came out through Operação Cartão Vermelho, incriminating Verandes and like really, really showing him in a bad light, like really showing sketchy dealings, audio transcripts. If, basically if they were doing the Vieta, like now that he's like dead, there's like beating a dead horse. Um, like that could be Nuno Souza's only chance, but 
they're just not going to release anything, man. Like they're only going to release things that don't matter. So like segue into what we got, like we talked on the last pod. It was, um, what was the one that had come out, but when the last pod was on, it was something about Brad, but it, I don't exactly remember what it was. Um, fuck. Yeah. I think it was. It was that we were interested in Abel Ruiz and that, oh, if that we were interested yeah. in Ricardo Orta, and then if we were able to get a Ricardo Orta done deal, then he would help him sell Matthias Newtons. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a little benign, but it's not like some major bombshell that's going to take anyone down in flames or anything, you know? Also, we got um, uh, Vienna and Menz talking about Marcel Kaiser. And uh, George Menz was like, oh, make sure you don't like hire anyone or go looking for you know, so your, your types of coaches, LOL. And he's like, Hey, Kaiser won more than Jesus and got, uh, and got paid a lot less. There's a reason that leak came out. One, Kaiser is a Verandas guy. Two, Jesus is a previous admin guy. Like this leak paints everyone in a positive light. Um, George Benz is just neutral because he's just a guy joking. Viana comes across well because you're like, ah, oh, man, he's actually got a point. And then you're like Kaiser and Jesus. It's like it works perfectly for everybody. So, like, that is why I'm personally down on the prospect of, like, obviously Ray Gordon is not breaking shit. That's, like, going to take anybody down. It literally needs to be, like, Sapu de Sportu or Journal Noticias or, like, some kind of random publication who, like, gets their hands on something. Because what I feel like is that they're sitting on, like, a treasure trove of fucking crazy stories. But they're just, like, selectively doing Vieta ones and then just, like, every once a week they'll drop a sporting one that doesn't matter. A conversation about Kaizen that doesn't matter. A conversation about Mateus Nunes and Abel Ruiz that doesn't matter. So, yeah, that's what we're going to get. We're especially not going to get this bombshell before the election. Maybe we get it a decent one in June after he's already in month three of a new four-year mandate. doesn't even matter anymore. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my rant. <laughs> cool. Uh, I did see this question, which I would like to answer. Um, no one said that Bruno didn't make bad signings because he's got full of them, but for every bad transfer window, there was also guys like Dost above my head, Bruno Fernandez. And even further that Coates. Coates. Yeah. Or and best striker at the moment. And let's like compare those prices of those players to the prices of da- David Wang to the prices of uh I won't say Diaby. I had one Rossier. Uh, Rossier, Camacho. Uh there was one more that I'm forgetting as well that was huge. Fucking Ilotti. <laughs> people hit people miss. Yes, but for, for every every miss that Bruno had in that same transfer window, there was also a hit, like a Slimani or like someone else. But like Verandas now, I'll give credit is some great signings. No, He's no, obviously no had his best it. transfer windows. The yes, most... but how much of that do we uh, like associate with Ruben Amorim coming in with a plan? Like how much of Ruben Amorim has saved Verandas? I think a lot. Ninety percent <laughs> of Verandas's. Of, of everything Verandas can talk shit about is only because he said, "I bought Ruben Amorim when I did." Perfect. You, you took the you took the risk because there was really very little other option to do. You either go big or go home. You went big. Congrats, bro. Congrats. Thank you for bringing Ruben Amorim in. And if Thank it didn't you, work out, he'd act 
actually would have been done to be honest. He would have been bro, he wouldn't there wouldn't yeah. be an election right now. He would have been dismissed he would have, a long we time. We would have already had an election. We would have had LSO and the Pasiada, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean and 100%. to answer Rick's to answer Rick's question here, why do we think there's a bombshell? I think there's a bombshell because when you get in bed with dirty people, their dirt gets on you in a twin size bed. If you do all your business <laughs> through Georges Men's it's literally impossible for you to not do shady business. If you do business with Bruno Macedo, it is literally impossible for you to not do shady business. So that's why I think they're shady business. That's literally all I have, and I'm fairly confident in that. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for one second on something Danny said, and that was um, related to this question where you said, how much of that can we credit to Amorim? Could you argue that how much can we credit the bad signings to Kaiser, to Silas, to to the, those type of guys? Because Not if Silas. you, you didn't oh, get enough yeah, time. So, <laughs> uh, Balassi said on an Everton podcast that he was brought in, mm-hmm. spoke to Kaiser, had a plan, and then Randus got rid of Kaiser, and then the plan was was sort of nixed. But like eight days after the window, it was one that, game into the season, right? Yeah. That Could you make helps, the argument? That sort of helps my argument in terms of. Verandas, I think, sacked Kaiser the day or two after the transfer window. So if you already knew you were going to get rid of your like your manager, why are you getting his signings? Also, I mean, if, if anything, it's also a crit- it's more of a criticism on Hugo Vienna, who I think has finally got it right. So I'm not I don't want to sort of bash him for learning from his mistakes per se, because I haven't seen a Balassi signing or a Hesse signing or Fernando signing just yet. My only thing is, is the, the only thing I had towards the Ruben Amorim, which you're 100% right. How much of it can we blame on the coach? You're 1,000% right. I think the same thing, my, my boy Patrick Purtista also told me the same thing. It's like, how can we discredit Verandas, um, or how can I, let me say, discredit Verandas for the past signings, but then put all the good signings towards a coach now? Like, can we just say the bad, same as you're saying right now, right? Yeah, which is 100% fair. You're, you're right on that. But then it's the turnover. There, there's a reason why we've had five or six managers under Verandas. And now he finally got it right. So, of course, we're only going to have the one for the year and a half, almost two years now that we've He's had definitely – Lee. I don't know if this is so much him or Verandas strategy or Amorim just working with what he has at hand. But it's, he's, they've obviously leaned into the academy in a big way. They've exactly. taken a big bet on the academy and it has worked out very well. This man was saying that the academy was destroyed like just one year Months before. Months prior, it. yeah. And yeah, and then whatever. Now that it's working out, it's all of a sudden not destroyed. So you know, whatever's convenient at the time. But yeah, I, you could, I guess, credit Verandas' plan of leaning into the academy and and, and in maximized fact, it. You know, in fact, you might even you should credit Verandas for that, right? Like maybe the 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 mudanza the cool strange made this much of a difference. You know, my guys are sleeping better now they're performing better. And j- no, joking aside, you know, that this was his idea from even the start. I remember four years ago he said that he wants to use more of the academy. Perfect. Credit him with this. This is the 10% that I'm talking about. The other 90%, we credit to Ruben Amurin for fucking helping him out immensely. Because I think in this next mandate, what we'll see is life after Ruben Amurin might not be so sweet. I... Knock on wood that it, that I'm wrong, but it might not be so sweet. Our futsal team that I know we're going to get into and eventually, our futsal team just basically sweeped the fucking awards for best team, best player, best coach. 
these players are aging. What happens when João Matos isn't there anymore? What happens when um, uh, the keeper isn't there anymore? What happens when all these guys eventually retire? Ziki's not carrying the team. There's already been a huge disinvestment when it comes to our modalidades. What happens afterwards? So he's going to win this election. I have no doubt in my mind. And even in fact, I actually think he should win this election because it's went so well this last year and a half. But I'm worried about the next four or at least the the three towards the end of his mandate when there's no Ruben Amurin, our futsal team is going to look completely different. Our Mudali Dads aren't going to have as much of an investment as it has in the past two years. And then on top of that, um, uh, uh, our, our debt is going to finally, eventually, I think, catch up with us because we can't just keep on signing a new loan to pay off our previous loan to, you know, it's going to catch up to us eventually. eventually. You need to deal, I mean, assuming there is no election before the end of his second term, like he'll eventually be the one that has to deal with securing the majority of the SAD by buying the debt from the banks, because that's 2026. So that'll be like, what, his last move as president will decide the future of the club potentially, as far as like who maintains the majority of the SAD. Yeah. Um, last thing before we move on is just uh, Nuno Sosa, answer your DMs, man. If you That's if you're on a wrong. stage and he's speaking English, he might not speak English to be fair, so it might just be true. We'll that, speak, man, we'll we'll speak our broken Portuguese if need be. We'll at we'll speak. We'll ask the questions in Portuguese. We're accommodating here at Sports. If I recall correctly, guys. in 2018, all of the candidates went on Sporting 160 Portuguese. If I recall correctly, mm-hmm. so maybe there was we, we need maybe we need I think no, Charity didn't. I feel it. like there's no shot, but Endes is going on their pod. Uh, <laughs> Nuno Souza, I imagine, will go on 160 in Portuguese. Uh, so, come on, man, give it a shot. Yeah, we're, we're open for any debate. Verandas, Not if you're speaking English is a reasonable excuse, but we'll make it work. <laughs> Yeah, and like, just so everyone's clear, this isn't like a one-sided thing. We would love no. to have Verandas on here. But yeah, you know, he's not gonna. Come it's not happening. Or like anyone we would from love the administration. If he wants to send an official representative to speak for him, like who works for the club, we'll take that too. He's not gonna do that either. No, he rips us of he rips us of athletes, let alone fucking five uh, minutes before we're supposed to be interviewing them. So, I mean, his out. posture to us is no different than his posture to the clacks or, like, honestly, the average fan in general. It's just that's, yeah. that's just his posture, you know? Yeah. Which is another thing that – sorry, because that just triggered something. Another thing that pissed me off about that CNN interview on how he's always like, os socios do Sporting, os adeptos do Sporting querem ABCD. And it's like, bro, you've you've made adeptos and socios of Sporting take off their shoes to enter a stadium. You've – You've you've done so much against the sausage and adepts of Sporting. Who really are you to say what we want? I think what you're talking about is the sausage of Sporting that have 20 votes that constantly vote for you. <laughs> he also mentioned because what was also brought up was the uh, how he won 42 or 43 percent of last election, and he was like, "Yeah, well, 82 percent of it was me and Benedito," which he's not wrong. But what he failed to mention was when it comes to people voting, he actually lost that election. You know, Benedito had more votes. He just uh, or more people voting for him. But Andres just so happened to have more votes. So 
And if there was a Segunda Volta, I think there would have been one because I don't think either got 50%. No. Which obviously so, was something that was chatted about. First mm-hmm. term never happened. Uh, I guess the, the app, I thought the, the app thing was interesting because that was like Nuno Souza. Actually Mil- yeah. Nuno yeah. Souza had been like releasing his campaign like one chapter at a time basically for a couple weeks. Like one of the chapters was like the app and stuff. And like we have a joke app. This was talked about and it never happened and there's no plan seemingly to do it either um and then but i just talked about it and like i feel like that comment got a lot of traction too of people being like i'll design it dude or we could design it for like 120th of what you think it costs like yeah work in tech and stuff like i know how much it costs and like it doesn't cost over a million you know <laughs> I, I'm currently learning Python. Bad, bad excuse, bro. Bad <laughs> excuse. Bad excuse. I mean, he improved Loja Verde marginally. It's still kind of shitty. The interface is still questionable. There's still tons of like problems with it. The website's stuff. not any better. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the like the YouTube content is for sure better, but like the 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 website infrastructure is like still like honestly like one of the slowest out there <laughs> yeah. yeah i just want to say i think backstage one is one of the best things to happen to this Amazing. club Amazing. in a long time the fact that we get to see the behind the scenes and like even the one against benfica rings out so much because like the peaky blinders intro was just like like that guy literally gave me goosebumps but... bro the only thing that they, they they literally have these motherfuckers in these white hoodies like looking like ballers in every video and it's like you could be shilling these at like a rate that is like not seen, like obscene, like fucking banner ads, like for Lodge of Verde in the video where it's just like click buy. Like, I mean, they've made a lot of money. They've broken a lot of their sales records, but like, it feels like they still are like only a half of what their potential could be. You know, if they had the amount yeah. of stock in, they would have broken their records by 10 times what they've broken them at the rate. Yeah. But like I, I, just the white hoodies in, in yeah. general would have sold out. Like I don't think we would be worried about what Sarabia is worth next season. Let me tell you, <laughs> half of it would come from the white hoodies and the fucking track pants. You know, <laughs> this question has come up, and I'll give it to get well three of us. Uh, would you guys vote for Randers this term? Danny, go on. I'm undecided right now. No, I no, might, you, I'm you undecided. Can't undecided. No, 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 no. I want. I need to hear. I need to hear what Nuno Souza has to say. I'm either not voting or I'm voting Nuno Souza. But I, at the same time, and like I mentioned as well, I think Varendas will win. In fact, I think he should win. I just don't want to vote for him because, uh, like uh, our Aussie Tuga mentioned, you know, it was a big deal when Bruno Carvalho called Sportingistas Tulingos, but calling us, uh, I'm going to fuck up the word because now I'm trying to read it, is, is, <laughs> is fine apparently, you know? So... I'm either not voting or I'm voting in Sosa. I'm likely not voting. Even if I did vote, let's be real. So let's count. just say the lists are finalized. My, my vote from Canada isn't going there. Sorry, go, go. The list finalized February 3rd, which means like, what are they going to print the paper at the earliest? Like the 7th? Like, <laughs> we, we have like less than a month to turn uh, around. And I just, there's, they're definitely not. It's definitely not a priority for them to to make sure that exactly we're the getting international sausage. This is from an administration and a president himself that said he wants Sporting to be even more in Lisboa. Or, or I'm butchering the the quote, but he had something with Sporting being more in Lisboa. So 
Do you really think our Vigo, votes would even matter? Vigo literally has Vigo literally has more voting democracy because they have voting in their nucleus, which we don't. And yeah. obviously, no movement was even like attempted to be made. <laughs> even though he mentioned it on his campaign that imagine uh, a lot of e, things. E, e vote would be a, a thing this by yeah. by next election. E voting and Segunda Volta, both of which didn't happen. Nothing. Also, I feel like a lot of the shithousery what that he was able to get through via technicalities, through breaking statutes with AGs was because he had Rogerio Alves like at the helm, ace lawyer and like just king of like shit like that i feel like without him on his team it'll matter less because he'll already have his second term but like he'll be a lot less protected in the technicality sense without rogerio alves that's for sure and i feel like rogerio alves deserves a lot of credit because sometimes i feel like verandas is just like just like a limp body who's just like be like you know when someone 100%. is just like like FBI agents are like taking the suspect away and it's like two jack dudes. And it's like the person being is there, they're almost not even using their legs, you know, like they're just being like dragged. It's like, I feel like a lot of the shithousery and like legal statute evasion was Rigetti Wilds with, with Vedendas just like being, you know, dragged by the arms. So I, I don't know what to expect from a second term, to be honest. I, I, yeah, and I agree with that as well. I, I, I think, yeah, you're right. Because a lot of the hate goes towards Verandas, but I've always been a hater of, of Rogerio Alves. Rogerio Alves was our secret president when Gooding Lopes was in office. So, I mean, I'm assuming more or less the Why same do you think he's leaving? Season. Why do you think he's leaving? I'm a pessimist. I think this is hearsay just as the elections comes up. And I think this time next year, Rogerio Alves will have some sort of – he might not be Miza Giral or whatever the fuck he is. But he'll have some sort of function still within Sporting. The guy has been a leech off Sporting for the last 10 years. So it's either he knows something that's coming up that we're worried about that he just wants to get the fuck out of Dodge before that happens. Maybe it's a political game. Do you think it's the Escutas? Do you think it has to do with the Could be also the Escutas. Could be also Because they would know. I mean, they know, obviously, what's potentially recorded. Like, maybe they can delay it, for example. But, like, I don't know. It'll come out eventually. Maybe it's in six years. It's so irrelevant. Vans has had a great second term and he's been out for two years and then it comes out, you know, like it'll still come out eventually is what I'm saying. But like, it just, it doesn't, it could just be past the point of relevancy. Like for him to not win, it needs to come out in the next month. Some crazy thing. Yeah. Which won't happen. I'll give it 5% odds. (laughs) Christian, from another Christian, would you vote for Verandas or or no? Let's say hypothetically, in a perfect world, you get your your vote a month before, and like you have time to send it off, and it's going to be counted. Who are you voting for at this very moment in time? I mean, I, I would probably vote for Nuno Souza. Nuno Souza, I was like pretty like I he he caught my eye at that AG the the one in like November, but. I don't know if he's anything serious or if he's just going to disappear back into the shadows um, on March 4th type of shit, similar to Benedito, where he just kind of pops up, sees a lane, potential opportunity, milk it, didn't work, back into the bunker. If he does that, I'll have absolutely no respect for him. But if he, you know, understands that he's potentially just building the start of something right now, um, and, you know, maybe in three years, 
that's when for real, like people, people, people in politics do that, right? You, you kind of run to just kind of get your name out there, see what happens, see if you catch on. So, I mean, it's crazy that no one else wants to do that because there's like, there's tons of lanes, you know, there's multiple lanes that you could take different angles. You could take to see if you could try to get some traction, if not for now, but for the future. Um, I, uh, so like, I don't necessarily know that like his program is great or the people behind his thing, because I'm sure something, this is, I lit, this will happen. He's going to officially release his full list of like 12. And then his like finance person is going to be like someone that worked for Gooding Loops or something. And then people are going to be like, Oh my God. So this guy throw him out, bro. Complete joke. Like, one of these guys was blah, 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 or he did this blah, blah, blah in 2012. So just throw him out. Like, that's what's going to happen. Um, but, like, I don't know, man. He's building a list. Imagine this, knowing that you have, like, a 1% chance of this list even mattering. You know, it's like, whatever. Let's hear the man's ideas. Let's see a debate. Let's see if it ends answer some tough questions in a debate. And if we get that, I guess I'll be happy with the situation. Yeah. Let me, let me quickly add. Let me quickly add. Where the fuck is Pedro Medeiros Rodrigues? Where's my guy at? He, see, he did this. He, did up. he tested the waters. See if there was a lane. Like there was a lane. He obviously didn't have the sauce to take he advantage. No sauce at all. But who's got more sauce? I was actually gonna do a poll on the page, <laughs> but I opted not to. Dan, I can't believe you. I literally would not have remembered. If you didn't say this, <laughs> who has more sauce, uh, PMJ or Nunu Sosa? I, I, don't, like I haven't seen enough of Nunu Sosa, but I already know closer, he has more sauce. It is closer than I like to admit, but I give the edge to Nunu Sosa. Yeah, but because it, it the gap a needs to be a lot further for him to have a real chance. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> he was cr cringe at times, like very Super. cringe. He was a clown. Didn't but, he want Ranieri at one point? I can't remember. If yeah, that was he one. did. Yes, yeah. that, that was the last the Ranieri, election. Man. God help us! <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to disagree with both of you, and I would actually vote for Randis. But one, I'm not a social anymore because I cancelled it and just haven't been bothered to renew. But um, I don't know. Just I feel like the club atmosphere is good right now and i know there's debts and stuff coming on in the future but i think the stability at the moment is what i've wanted to see for quite a while in terms of like world champion in in, in futsal um first uh, uh league of league of win league of nos title in in nearly 20 years i mean I, I don't know i mean i know it's 50 50 for a lot of people like that we speak to i'm not talking about the general population because it's pretty it is veranda's win pretty much confirmed but i don't know i i think for me I, i'd vote for Anders, and maybe that gets me some ha uh, hate dms in a minute but mm -hmm. um nah f for me i just i, I want to see what he can do with a proper i know he's already had the three years but now like you said life after and we want to see how he adapts who he goes for what happens i i think it'd be quite interesting to see but, um, and I'm with you. I think we do need the stability. I, like I said, he he should win. I'm just I'm I'm worried about life after Amurim. Unless we can yeah. maybe get another manager after that, who knows? But yeah, 
Uh, Chris, I know you have some loose ends if, if you wanted to, to go ahead with them. Yeah, just a couple uh, personnel updates, a couple transfer things. Luis Philippe could be on the brink of <laughs> returning. <laughs> Santa Clara is only paying one fifth of his salary, but he's still like their top three. I think he makes 500K. They're paying 100K. So wouldn't be shocked if you see him showing up at Al Cochette sometime soon. Abdu Kante officially sold to Toya. So Sporting got uh, like a mil and a half for that. Uh, Nani signed for Venezia and then got an assist within two minutes of his debut, which was pretty sick. Uh, Jovan Cabral returned to training, which we touched on. Uh, obviously, Marcus Edwards' rumors are still very much active, and I would say are heating up more than they are cooling off the past couple days. At least that's how it's been trending. So, yeah, I, uh, that's basically like they transfer loose ends. And then I just have uh, a couple modalities. It's only been uh, a week, so nothing crazy, not too many. Ladies actually lost to Famalica, one, one nothing. Uh, first loss of like the second round of the uh, championship. Uh, B team lost to Stubel, 2 1. Watch the second half on YouTube. Underwhelming. I see why the B team has to be getting too many results this season. <laughs> uh, under 23s, 4-3 win against Academica. Uh, hockey, 4-4 draw against Braga, which was kind of disappointing uh, over the past weekend. We're down 3-2. or Yes, we're down 3-2. Went up 4-3 and then conceded a last-second equalizer. So we drew 4-4. And then we won 10-2 against AJ Viana. Uh, and then the last one I have is basketball. We beat Ilya Bumb 85-75 for the league. And then today we beat Benfica by, I don't even know, like eight, about eight yeah. to 10 in a FIBA Europe Cup. So that was a massive win for us. Benfica is 0-3, looking like they're not in good position to advance to the next round. And we also signed a center. His name is Justin Tuyo. Um Played college ball at University of Tennessee, Conestoga. Most recently played in, I believe, um, Israel and then Switzerland. Um, big body. I the, He was touted as a reinforcement for FIBA. Um, so maybe we thought we weren't big enough. If we potentially advanced into the next round, we would just get shredded if we didn't have like a, a big, big man. So, yeah, let's see if he's... Uh, He's good. Um, I miss the guy we had last year. Still follow him on IG. The fuck's his name? Uh, John Fields, I think his name. He came back, uh, right? The big man. No, not that guy. That's Shakir Smith who came back. Oh, John okay, Fields yeah. didn't come back. I, I would take him back, but yeah. nah. So, yeah, Downs is good. Downs had a good game today. He was pulling up for three, but he's not like banging like he once was at 34. So take another big body. And hopefully we advance. We're two and one in the group now, so definitely have a shot. Cool. Uh, one more loose end you forgot to mention was just Miguel Braga's back tweeting again to everyone's That's delight, right. including mine. Um, Clips. The clip man. Just, just whenever something there's a controversy, I just know that I'm going to see his name on my timeline. And I actually only <laughs> saw it because I think it was you, Chris or Danny, tweeted me about it. I was like, "What's this?" And I saw it. I was like, "Oh no, back again." To complain, <laughs> come on. But um, yeah, let me get into sort of the final topic we have, and that is the next game versus Braga. Um, I'll get the league table up here just so we can have a look. I'll zoom in. 
Carlos Carvajal is suspended, and Thiago Sa has COVID. Okay. Um, and I see that Pedro Gonzalez is a guy who Poro, uh, Polina, and Coates are all one yellow card away from a one game suspension. Um, Nuno Santos obviously not playing for, for being suspended, and I think Poro looks to be coming back. I think there was nothing confirmed, but he's training again. Um, I can't see if there's anyone else that, that's missing that's not obvious. But um, I think I think Jovan's back in training, so everyone apart from Nuno Santos should be available. If if I'm correct, um, Danny, give me your prediction. Uh, Sporting Benfica, what? Uh, sorry, Sporting Braga, should I say? Um, what are your predictions? Um, a little worried because Braga always have their best game of the season against us, but I think we'll be victorious. Let me also just say our our uh, our favorite Bra- uh, Bragarins, uh Dave Pereira. Constantly DMing me, giving me good uh, betting odds. He actually uh, was the one that told me Maritimo would be Braga last week, which they did. Shout out to you, David. You won me some good money. Um, so with that being said, I think Al Muzrati might be out for this game as well, if I'm not mistaken. So Braga are missing some bodies. Braga is also going through a very, very weird season. You know, Carlos Cavarral almost went to to uh, Brazil, but as assistant manager or as assistant coaches and stuff like that, we're basically telling them that he won't, they won't follow him. Obviously, the players know this. Players aren't really playing for the badge. Um, They're already going... so far off. Like the exactly. Top yeah. So, but with that being said, of course, Braga can always do something against Sporting. I think it is in Braga, or is it in? No, actually, we're playing at home, that so it's going to be different. So with that being said, yeah, I'm actually going to agree with Lauren. I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. It's going to be a bit shaky, uh, but I think we'll pull it out. And let me just say, Potts back on the scoreboard and a Paulinho goal. Okay, cool. Uh, Chris, obviously some former Braga players in our lineup. as Gaia. We've got, um, obviously, Ruben Amorim. Paulinho was there on loan. Um, trying to think of anything to Pauline, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts and what are your predictions? Uh, I think we win, I think we win, you know, relatively comfortably, but not a one nothing that um has a couple of moments, but overall is pretty controlled. Um, I just think that. We're back on track, and Braga just doesn't have the sauce this year, especially at Avalon. Uh, I don't see us dropping points. But, you know, like you said, they're always a threat potentially. Um, they have some decent individual talent, um, so you never know. It was Benfica who slapped them around, I think it was it 6 0, 7 0, something like that this season. Is that right? They scored, actually. I think it was like 1 1 at one point, but then it, uh, so I think probably like 6 1, yeah. So. By that measure, <laughs> I'm not going to guess 7-0. Uh, I'm going to guess 2-0. I think Sarabia scores a penalty and then a goal from Matthews Nunes because he loves a goal versus Braga um, as seen last season. But uh, I, like you said, I think it's probably going to be a tough game. You, you said that Carver is going to be out with, with COVID, but that might spur on the players to even more, even even better. No, he's actually better. suspended for uh, shit-talking the ref. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> their their goal is out with COVID. Okay. So, yeah, it could spur, you know, missing a coach, missing 
we're seeing that the goalkeeper might make them, you know, better. It, it happens sometimes. You miss a, a key player and all the other players step up. I think it's going to be a tough one, especially the last two games. We've not looked brilliant, especially against Santa Clara. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with a two-nil win to sort of get it, get it back on track. Um, I don't know if you, Chris or Danny, had anything else to add to the any just in general. Not really. That's it. Cool. So on that note, that has been uh, today's episode of the podcast. Thank you all for joining. Um, feel free to follow the guys on Twitter while I get it up here. Chris's Twitter is there. Danny's Twitter is there. And mine is here. Uh, also follow us, 4160EN, on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Instagram. Um, try to think of some real ones before we get onto the joke ones. I think that's that's all like the main ones, right? Twitter, obviously. Did I not say that? Okay, yeah, t- Twitter, Twitter especially. <laughs> um, but apart from that, that's all from us. Thank you all for joining. See you next time.